Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have services at Harvest Baptist Church every Sunday at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., and we'd love to see you at either service. We do have Japanese and Korean translation available at the 10.45 a.m. service, and that's also when we live stream. You can find that live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Glad to see you today, and really good to be uh, with our listening audience. This Sunday is uh, is always a special Sunday at Harvest. You know, it might sound a little bit funny, uh, but one of the things that marks our church is that uh, is just an emphasis on the Bible. We really think the Bible is important, and it's important not just to what we believe, but how we live. In fact, there's a fascinating story or or parable that Jesus gives in Matthew chapter 7 where he talks about and you might be familiar with this uh this little story but he talks about a house a house either build, being built on a rock or being built on the sand and uh and de- and depending on whether your house is built on the rock or the sand when the storms of life come if it's built on the sand, if the foundation isn't built into something that's solid, then the storms come and the, f- the house falls down flat. In fact, Jesus says, and great is the fall of it. But if your house is built on the rock, then when the storms of life come and the rains uh, come and the winds blow, that house stands firm. And what Jesus says is that um, those whose lives are built on the rock, on the foundation, are those who hear his words and do them. So it really is describing building a life into the scriptures upon the word. And so for that reason, when we come together at Harvest, I mean, the scriptures are a primary part of what we're doing. We're going to read the scriptures. We're going to study them together. um, And uh, we believe that this is how God grows us and he builds us deeply so that when the storms of life come, our houses would be able to stand. And that's our prayer for our church. It's our prayer for our island, that people would be able to have their house, their life built on the rock. And so if you join us this Sunday, it will help in you hearing God's word and and listening to them and having your house built on the foundation. And uh, I can promise you that the Bible will be very, very uh, prominent in our service this Sunday. Well, I'm really pleased to be able to have Dan and Sharon Roberts with us uh, today in harvest time. We're recording this during our missions conference. Dan and Sharon have been here for a missions conference, which has taken place right at the uh, end of February and the beginning part of March. But we want to give an opportunity for our um, audience to hear their the testimony of the Roberts and uh, what God's been doing in their life. So first of all, Dan and Sharon, thank you for joining us here during our missions conference, but thank you for joining us on Harvest Time as well. It's our privilege. Yes, thank you so much. Dan and Sharon have been part of the missions <clears throat> family uh, at Harvest for many years and have been faithfully serving as um, as gospel partners, missionaries to the land of Japan. Um, they've been in the country of Japan now for 38 years, almost 40 years. 
um, mm-hmm. and just faithfully serving God, being part of uh, helping people really grow in the way we just talked about in the scriptures and mm-hmm. and and seeing the church grow. We'd like to hear a little bit about your story, so maybe I could ask you to back up both of you and and tell about your relationship with Jesus. Um, how did that begin? Tell us where you grew up. Um, Dan, let's start with you, and then Sharon, we can ask you the same. Okay, I grew up in uh, northern Michigan. Uh, my mother died when I was uh, one, and so I was baptized Catholic mm-hmm. and had a lot of Catholic relatives most of them lived in Ohio around uh, Cleveland. Okay. In Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so my dad uh, remarried, and he remarried a lady who was going through Moody Bible Institute. She, uh, um, her dad was, you know, pretty much just a hard worker, an ex-drill uh, sergeant from Fort Knox, Kentucky, went through the Second World War. Korean War, got shot, spent a year, 11 years anyway, in the Army. That's your dad or her dad? My dad. Your dad, okay. Yeah, and he ended up marrying my mom. She was a lieutenant. He was a, a master sergeant, mm. and uh, he had to drill sard, or he had to do drill in Erie, Pennsylvania for uh, these uh, girl uh college military okay they never saw action you know but his commander was my mom and Mm. he met her there (laughs) as he was training these drill this is not the this is not the story that's interesting background story of my dad but yeah anyway that was back in 1955 and uh and she was a moody bible grad and well she was studying actually correspondence so she read her bible every night and Mm. she studied her bible and so i grew up you know, I was one year, uh, about five years old when Dad remarried, and so I grew up with a mother who had the Bible on the table. Wow! Yeah. And uh, never let us miss Sunday school. Never let us miss church. And and uh, I loved singing in the choir. And uh, you know, I went went to church and and uh, every Billy Graham crusade that came on, uh, I had to watch. Hmm. You know, and I. I would fall down, repent, and ask Jesus to save me, everyone. You know, I never yeah. was taught assurance of salvation. I went in the army at seventeen. Was gonna, I was in the draft line. Okay. And uh, back in in uh, seventy two, and the draft ended December seventy three. Mm. But I went in in seventy two, and uh, the army band accepted me. Okay. And I, that's how I. Traded an M16 for a trombone. Trombone, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that praise the Lord for that. He he let me he let me get into that. But while I was in in Aberdeen Proving Grounds, Maryland, in uh, in the Army band there, I went to chapel. You know, I continued that going to church. Mm. But you know, I, the the I was in football and sports and parties and everything all through high school. And although my mother's pretty strict, she didn't know it. You know. Sure. And but, you know, the lifestyle and getting in the army with the army band and, and playing in jazz and all that. But I went to chapel and I heard a, a preacher. And one Sunday night he preached on hell. I'd never heard a message on hell. And uh, I, I grew up in a very formalistic Presbyterian church, mm-hmm. and so this guy was a Baptist, and he was out of. 
uh, Bob Jones University, and he was a chaplain, mm. and I'll never forget him. But, boy, he preached a message and just tore my heart out. Mm. And I went forward that night, and, uh, Lord, you know, don't let me go to hell. You know, let. So even though I'd prayed a hundred times maybe, you know, Lord, save me at Billy Graham invitations and and uh, uh, vacation Bible schools in our church and mm -hmm. all that time and everything. I was never taught assurance mm -hmm. of salvation, never taught that I needed to really read my Bible, that personal res relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's been an ongoing, it was an ongoing process. And I remember when I was stationed in 8th Army Band in Korea, in Seoul, Korea, and Bill Bright was having a big crusade there with Campus Crusade. Mm -hmm. And I attended that for two weeks and actually got to go street preaching with Bill Bright. Hmm. And he put a burden in my heart to, to preach the gospel. He taught us how to do it. We had to set through a seminar thing in the military there with Campus Crusade. And I went out on the streets in Seoul with him. And uh, God began to speak to my heart about missions. And I remember when we were, I was flying away from that country. I'd been in that big, huge Presbyterian church in Seoul many times. I went there. And uh, kind of like our church here, you got, I noticed uh, if you're Japanese, you can come here and hear your, hear your message in Japanese yeah. over with the headphones. Yeah, exactly. And that's a wonderful ministry because I listened to the Yoido or the, uh, the Japanese or the Korean church in Korea in English, in English with headphones. Yeah, interesting. And uh, so anyway, I remember flying out of Korea. And as I was leaving the island, they're all going over Japan. I remember saying to God, he sa I says, I'll come back here someday. Wow. And uh, I didn't know. You know, I was just, when I was 21 or something, I went in at 17. Mm -hmm. So... I went back and I met Sharon. In mu I was in, I went into music school, continued in music. That's what I'd been in. Sure. And uh, Central Michigan University, and she was getting ready to graduate with her teaching degree from Central. Okay. And uh, a lot smarter than I was, you know. <laughs> and Sharon, let me ask you some of uh, your story. So you guys met in college, but tell me the backstory for you. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in Michigan also, and um, I was raised in a very strong. Catholic family and went to a Catholic school and uh, until high school. And uh, when I was in junior high, one of my teachers, a Catholic nun, took me to a, a Christian youth meeting. And um, of course, I knew about God and believed in God, but there I heard that I needed to make a personal decision, a personal acceptance of Jesus for my forgiveness of sins and, and uh, make him... Um, believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, to become a, a born-again Christian. And so I did that that night and um, started reading a Bible that was given to me there. And so, you know, growth took time. But when I went to college, I started going to um, a Baptist church and uh, and Christian youth meetings and, and was able to grow from there. So um, family's a Catholic, yes. Um, but you put your faith in Jesus as a junior high girl. As a junior high girl. It's fascinating to yeah. me. And mm -hmm. then uh, maybe without uh, others that would help you learn the scriptures, mm -hmm. um, it took you until college right. when you really began studying and figuring out. That's really, really right. interesting. Right. Did you meet Dan early in college, later on? or? Um, maybe when I was a sophomore, so okay. maybe my second year in college. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So you guys uh, dated in college, and then uh, I'm assuming we're married uh, after that at some point. Well, we were married while we were in college. In college, okay, yes, great. Yes. So I, I finished, graduated. Maybe I had another year to go. And Dan was in music school, but um, we were in a, a good church, and he had decided, you know, that God wanted him in the ministry. Yeah. And so, did was, you know that before you got married? Yes. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, I, I did know that. Yeah, I just wanted, you know, to do whatever God wanted. And yeah. So. Um, yeah. And God's given you uh, a great family now. Mm. How many children? How many grandchildren do you have? I have five children and seven grandchildren. I'm truly blessed. So two of our children are in Japan with us, and three live in the States. Okay. So, Dan, pick up that story. You guys get married in college. You've, you believe God's calling you to ministry. Um, and you'd already said you'd come back to Japan, but was that in the picture at that time? Well, it was Korea. Korea, go okay. Korea. Go back to Korea. And... Uh, she was student teaching. She her last semester she had she had to student teach. We moved way up in northern Michigan, and boy moved into an old deer cabin. Oh yeah. And I went to welding school because there was a local welding school there, and and I remember she was at. We didn't have any money, nothing, you know, because you have to pay to student teach, you know, mm-hmm. in in school. Yeah. And I was on VA, so I had to go to some college in order to get the VA, and that just paid for the school. Anyway, there I get talking again. But anyway. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I remember I was out uh, cutting wood uh, for heat. In northern Michigan gets a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Cold, very yeah. cold in the winter. And this this deer cabin wasn't insulated. But anyway, I, I uh, was pulling wood out of the woods on a toboggan and uh, cutting it and and working and cleaning leaves, lots of trees. We were out in the woods, and um, I fell on my face, and I told uh, my my brother's a ten years older than I am. He's a pastor, and he was up in Cadillac, and he was t- teaching me, discipling me on. Uh, and uh, we were going every week and meeting with him in a in a small class. And uh, he made me look up every verse in the Bible on faith, and I was having to write it down. Mm. Every verse, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, mm. and uh, concordances help. Yeah, uh, but um, they didn't have computers back then that I know of, so it had to all be, you know, look it up, write it down. Strong's concordance, yeah, mm. and just write it down. And uh, I got to Galatians two twenty. I've been crucified with Christ. Uh, nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live. In th- in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gave Himself for me. And Amen. I just, uh, I had that verse in my heart. I was out working, and I just fell on my face, said, "Lord, I, I'm not. I'm a terrible husband. I'm not. I'm not a, obedient to you in any way. I haven't been obedient. I haven't. I just been, you know. I've been doing, you know, working and uh, and thankful for my new wife, you know, and." Uh, uh, Anyway, I fell on my face and and I said, you know, I feel I should die. And uh, he said, uh, "You, Dan, you've already been crucified." Mm-hmm. And that verse just came to life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like he was standing right there looking at me and said, "You've already been crucified." And I, he's standing by the cross. You know, mm-hmm. I know you. You know, it's just maybe it's something that in my yeah. own heart was just yeah. coming so real. Sure. And. Uh, you already been crucified. It's no longer you who lives. So, he says, I live in you. 
and the life you, you live now, you live by faith. And I'd, you know, all these verses, the Bible is powerful. Mm. And, uh, you know, you live by faith. And uh, I love you, and I gave myself for you. And uh, I says, I'll go. And, uh, yeah, it was just a couple months later, we found herself at Midwestern Baptist College. She graduated, finished her student teaching, and uh, I got my little two-year degree in welding. <laughs> and and uh, we uh, uh, moved to Midwestern Baptist College in Pontiac, mm -hmm. Michigan. Met Dr. Jim Norton, who'd been a missionary in Japan for 40 years. First night at that church, the pastor, Dr. Tom Malone, says to me, says, uh, who doesn't have a partner? And we just moved to Pontiac. Yeah. I raised my hand, and there was a missionary there. He raised his hand, and it was Dr. Norton. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, when we were out, on visitation together, he, I remember he stopped at a, a baseball field. And he says, Dan, go tell all those people. And there was all these people sitting in the grandstand. Go tell them about Jesus, you know. And, uh, you know, here I am right out of the, <laughs> right out of the force in nor northern Michigan. <laughs> but I'd been with Bill Bright, you know. I'd yeah. done a little bit of witnessing. And uh, anyway, I went over there and sat down next to a couple of young kids. And I started telling them about Jesus. They got up and walked away. You know, then Dr. Norton, he's over there. I look at him, and he's got a whole crowd around him, and he's telling people about you. You know, <laughs> oh, you know, I felt pretty bad. But he said, pray, you know, about Japan. He said, he said, what you want to do? I says, I think I'm going back to Korea. He says, well, pray about Japan. What is it? Zero point zero three percent That's three people out of every 10,000. Wow, yeah. That are Christian in Japan. Mm -hmm. And... We prayed. We were we were just starting Bible college, and we went through school there. Kept praying and kept praying, and pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest; He'll send forth laborers into His harvest. And and Psalm two eight, Doctor Norton wrote me a letter from Japan. I, on the outside of the envelope, he said, "Ask of me, and I'll give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession." And. Uh, we just sat down and prayed at the table. Lord, are you sure? We're not sure we should go to Japan. And uh, boy, the, the mailbox shut. We go out and open that up wow. right there. And so it's just, we said, okay, Lord, if you want us. We, and boy, they accepted us with Baptist World Mission. And uh, we were in Japan. After that day, I fell on my face and I told him I'd go. Uh, we were in Japan in about five years. Hmm. And that was 30, 38 years ago. Almost, you guys have almost, almost 39. 30, 39 years. Sharon, what do you remember about those days as, you know, it's a long time ago, but just, mm. you know, you, did you have any children yet? Yeah. Um, I think when we um, met with the board the first time, boy, I think we had just one. Okay. And then, um, so our, our son Ben was born and then Hannah was born while we were raising support to mm -hmm. go on deputation and also Megan, our, our third child. So she was seven months when we went to the field. And, uh, Did you feel uh, afraid, excited? You know what? Oh, you know, I just, God has just always given me an assurance that this wow. is his will. Yeah. And, you know, so it hasn't always been easy. Sure. But, um, you know, I I love Japan. I love the Japanese people, and I always, you know, even from the beginning, God 
gave me that. So I'm so thankful. Isn't that how so sweet how God does Mm. give us, you know, the desires of our hearts, which Mm -hmm. may not have been things we'd even known until we experienced them, right? And then, boy, God, you made me for this. Exactly, yeah. As a child, I never wanted to go anywhere. Sure. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's really, really Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in in this time, Dan, you've been involved in several different ministries. Um, let us know um, where you're at right now, um, and uh, just a quick summary of what God's doing. Mainly, learning the language has been, you know, Doctor Norton told me when I got there. He says the first twenty years are going to be the hardest mm. with learning Japanese, and so I found him to be pretty accurate on that. I've you know, but now I've got the entire New Testament. I've been through it in Japanese, and I've been, I've got it to where I can use it effectively as a tool. Mm-hmm. It took a while. Sure. In Japanese, you know, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, English. I I read my Bible. I'm, you know, I I don't like here on Guam. You guys are so busy, you know. But I I can spend two four hours uh, studying in the mornings. Mm-hmm studying my Japanese message, and I, I have to put every, I write it in English and put it in Japanese. So my preaching, I put a lot of time into that and being able to, to witness. I'm thinking about that all the time. How am I going to effectively reach, you know, the Japanese with the gospel? And so, like just last week, I, I started a, kind of a new thought, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father forgives our sins through the blood of the Son whom He sent to, to seek and to save me and, and to become a, uh, to shed His blood on the cross. And so the Bible says that Father forgives us through the blood of the Son and the Holy Spirit comes into our heart when we receive Jesus to, to give us a new birth, an eternal life. And so God is one God, but he, He's working in three images. He's working in our life, everything, creation, our, our salvation is all part of a triune God. Mm. And the, the Japanese are spiritual. You know, they believe in all these thousands and thousands of spirits. Yeah. Are very, and so to tell them, you know, well, God's one God, but he, he works in three ways. You know, this, this, the Holy Spirit has to come into your life for you to be saved, to go to heaven, you know, and to, to, you can go at that in so many different directions when you talk of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, but one God. Mm. The church um, that you're, you started uh, mm-hmm. and uh, pastoring now yes. is in Saku, am I saying that Saku right? Saku City, yes. Saku City, yeah. Nagano Prefecture. Okay, yeah. Mm. And you've been there how long? About 20-some years. Okay, great. But we were in Shikoku, we were in Tokyo, we were in uh, Sayatama Ken. Um, area for for a while too well and I know the seed has been planted um, all across that region um, by other believers um, but you and we know there needs to be more seed planted Amen. that's right and praying that the Lord of the harvest would allow that seed to bear fruit Amen. Um, that's right and um, some would be tenfold some twentyfold some and you have a family coming out of your church right now yeah, that's coming to work near us. Yeah, Brian Not, and Amy Leonard's yes, are um, yes. we're on our pastoral staff, and we're so thrilled that God's called them to be part of the team. Yes, they're praying that uh, that that point three point oh three point oh three point oh three percent in the years to come would grow in God's timing. Would grow that many Japanese would put their faith and trust Amen. in Jesus. And Amen. 
your faithfulness in that field is bearing fruit now in the lives of those that God's allowing you to. And we believe that that foundation of missionaries, we're praying that God would allow that to even grow more fruit. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you would go and bring forth fruit. Amen. And that your fruit would remain. Yeah. It's a promise. Thank you, guys. I, I know I told you this before. We're really grateful for you to be here. You're an encouragement to our church family. Your faithfulness is a testimony to me personally. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and you've been a blessing to us. We hope that in the days that we're here that um, Harvest would be a refreshing place, as an oasis for you. Amen. And uh, Amen. God would refresh you for the, for the ongoing ministry that God's called you to there. Thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to take this opportunity again at the end of the program to invite you to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m., we have two services. We'd love to see you at either. It was mentioned today, the Japanese translation and Korean translation during the 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream. You can find the live stream at hbcguam.org hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. <laughs>